Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Wow, the Seattle Seahawks may have saved their season last night. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff here with you. What a wild Monday night game. Seattle playing with a backup quarterback and Drew Locke Perloff beats Perloff's Philadelphia Eagles. It was a stunning game for someone who had no dog in the fight. It was super impressive to watch what Seattle did. But I imagine from your vantage point with Philadelphia, you can't be feeling that great. Uh, no, it was it was a bad loss because they should have won. That If they came out there and lost last night, it's in Seattle. Jalen Hurts was deathly ill. I don't know. <laughs> I still haven't heard the exact diagnosis. Yeah, flu-like symptoms, and he flew on his own private plane, or the team flew him separate from the team so he wouldn't infect everybody else. Yeah, so he was sick, so that is uh, that is one issue here. But my, my issue with Jalen Hurts is the clear clearly he's not running like he used to. That's been the problem all season long. Last year, he was electric with his feet. This year... He does run a lot, and he can he ran beat a lot a last night. Yeah, but he's so slow. There were so many times. There's a couple plays where there were five yards in front of him that he would just either sit on his butt or just slow down and let the defense catch up. You look at his rushing stats this year. He last year he was four point six yards per carry. This year he's three point nine. He's just going down, and it's going the wrong direction. I think his knee is still hurt. There's no doubt about that. And last night that he was sick, he was even less interested in finishing runs. So he he could beat a guy when he has to, but it looks like it takes everything out of him. So he gets tired. The last night was a mess. And he's two games this year that he single-handedly lost by throwing bad interceptions. He No reason to throw that interception against the Jets earlier in the season. Right. And last night on first and 10, he throws a deep bomb to Quez Watkins. Gets picked off by Julian Love. There was absolutely no reason to throw that pass. All they had to do was drive down the field, which they were doing quite successfully. And the Eagles could have really put the Seahawks in an uncomfortable position time-wise and won the game. So Jalen, uh, you know, Jalen has a, the reason they win, but he's also the reason they lose. I mean, that can't feel great now the Eagles have lost three games in a row. You have three left to go. So here's what's going on. The Eagles have already clinched a playoff spot. You knew that on Sunday before this game ever happened. However, you are now really in a dogfight here with the Dallas Cowboys to see who's going to win the NFC East, where this thing is basically tied. Now, if you win out, the Philadelphia Eagles, Mm -hmm. that is, then you would win the NFC East. Dallas has a slightly harder schedule. Philadelphia plays the Giants twice and the Arizona Cardinals. So you still have a shot, but let's just take the the playoff seating out of this conversation for a moment. When your team drops three in a row, yeah. even if you're on the road or even if your quarterback's sick or whatever, you're playing against a backup quarterback. You're playing against a Seattle team that lost four in a row. So granted, they're desperate. But like, take the playoff seating out of it. You can't feel great about what's going on. They also did a move on defense where they switched defensive coordinators. I mean, this late into the season, 
maybe look like a panic move for from from yeah. the outside. They were actually, you know, outside James Bradbury getting, you know, kind of cooked a little bit. The, like, Kenneth Walker had a pretty big game, uh, over 100 yards rushing on the ground. Like, here would be my thing if I were in your shoes. I think you could probably lose to anybody right now. And mm. that's what would make me a little nervous if I'm an Eagles fan. You've lost three in a row, and you're vulnerable, it looks like. Oh, I don't I don't agree with that. Because this was a road game where they clearly wore down the second half against the run. They couldn't tackle Kenneth Walker. Yeah, he was excellent. Uh, I don't think they could lose to anybody. This is at Seattle on a Monday night with a sick quarterback. If you have a healthy quarterback... In Philly, they're they're not going to lose to anyone in Philly. Look who they've lost to. The Niners, the best team in the league by a mile. They lost to a fired-up Cowboys team in Dallas. Divisional game. So that not, uh, Well, I just say the Jets was a while ago. The la- the three-game right. losing streak. Yeah, okay. And this game, it was in Seattle. The crowd sort of took over at the end. This, to me, doesn't mean you can lose to anybody. But that being said, they have no chance against the Niners. So even if they had won last night, say that the Seahawks hadn't had that miracle drive at the end. And they won. Did, is that a team? Here's my take on it. That is not a team that can win the NFC because there's no way they're going into San Francisco with the way they're playing football right now and winning. They're, the, they're defending NFC champion, but that's it. They feel much different than last year's team. Feel much less aggressive on both sides of the ball. They're not scaring anybody. So even if they had won last night, I mean, come on. That team's going to beat San Francisco in San Francisco? No way. Okay, so I think the headline from you coming out of this game is the the Philadelphia Eagles do not look like a Super Bowl team. No. And I'm going to be honest, I kind of agree with you. Yeah. Now, they've had more turnovers this year already than all of last season. Mm. We talked about that a lot earlier in the year. It's continued. The two interceptions from Jalen Hurts on two passes that just didn't need to be made. You no. know, again, reminded us a little of the Jets game and how they lost that earlier in the season. Like, you had your timeouts. You could have methodically moved down the field. You have one of the best, most clutch kickers in the NFL. Doesn't matter if he's inside, outside, if it's rain, snow, and yet you go for it all on these sort yeah. of ill-advised, um, well, ill-advised big plays. Methodically, I don't know. You had 13 seconds left in the game. You had two sorry, timeouts. sorry, I know the, that that term. Yeah, 13 <laughs> seconds as a Bills fan causes some problem. Well, uh, you couldn't. I mean, you had probably two plays before a field goal attempt, so there wasn't a really methodically. So, no, but you had gotten a big, two big chunk plays to even yeah, get yourself no, over and midfield. They, should, they definitely, looking back on it, they definitely should have thrown. A, there was an easy screen pass that could have picked up 15 yards and go, brought out Jake Elliott. No, it was a huge mistake. Jalen Hurts, but that being said, Jalen Hurts' deep ball has done a lot of good things for them. So I'm not, I'm not going to kill him for throwing to A.J. Brown. They think A.J. Brown's our best player. We at least want to give him a shot to win the game. Yeah. Didn't but ha- what's he supposed to do there? No, he had that, two guys on him. No, it did not work. It yeah. did not work at all. Uh, I don't think Jalen Hurts really knew the safety was going to come over like that, maybe get a pass interference. No, last night was bad. It, it was really bad. But here's one thing you will not expect that nobody expected me to say or anyone to say. I like the Matt Patricia move. I thought the defense okay. looked respectable. Think about this. They let up 42 to the Niners, let up 33 to the Cowboys. It could have been 42. And last night, they only let up, they let up 34 to your Bills. Last night, 20. Now, that could be, and maybe you can help me answer this. Was that because Drew Locke is not that great or because the defense may be fixing a little bit? I, I think they fix things a little bit. They, they only let up three by halftime. You know, the Seahawks had a uh, sort of a, I think, a bit of a lucky drive at the end. So 20 to 17 is not killing me. 
Well, you look at the score, 20-17. to 17, I, I thought you had a problem with Kenneth Walker. Now, it didn't end oh, up being an issue at the end of the game because <laughs> yeah. there was some, to be honest, there was some mismanagement, I thought, on the Pete Carroll side of this. You know, oh, left yeah. his team with one timeout, you know, in the late in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, so they really had to abandon the run because they were trailing. They didn't yep. have a lot of time yep. and they didn't have timeouts. So Kenneth Walker really couldn't do his damage when they probably needed him most. And that's when all of a sudden Drew Locke to DK Metcalf. I mean, what was it? Three receptions and 58 yards on that final drive just to Metcalf alone. And then the 29-yard touchdown to JSN, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, who, I mean, just bananas catch. I mean, the, the yeah, tip yeah. of the football in the back corner of the end zone. We got to play for you some Drew Locke because I don't know what his football future holds, but public speaking, broadcasting, I mean, this guy, this guy's got a future. So let's hear from Drew Locke, the appreciating his teammates for rallying around him. It takes a special group to rally around a guy that, you know, has come into his second game of the year, right? Used to the same thing all year long, same cadence, same spin of the ball, everything. For a team like that, not just the offense, the defense to rally around. Me tonight, man, that was that was amazing. So he's getting emotional there. Let's keep it going. And Lisa Salter says, you're getting emotional, and he acknowledged it. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Um, I'm just blessed. I'm just blessed. Blessed with a great group of guys, a great city, great coaching staff. It's just, it's, it's awesome. It's a wow. And more from Drew Locke getting emotional. It's so hard. It's so hard to describe the feeling of, you know, not playing for so long, or at least what feels like a really long time to me. And then you sit there, you watch games, you wonder, can I do this still? I haven't been out there on the field. That's the human nature of it. You get back out there last week, I'm like, you know what? I'm the man, so I can go do this. And then you got another test this week where I didn't know I was going to play or not. Sure enough, ended up playing. We're playing the Eagles tonight. And the, the boys around me rallied tonight. And it just, gosh, it feels so good. It feels so good. I'm so proud of everybody tonight. Amazing. I mean, it, in real time, it was a heck of a post-game interview. And he also talked about that JSN catch where he, you know, he's like, listen, I'm going to trust him all the time. And he had the one-on-one and he had a step on Bradbury back of the end zone. Night, night. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of lot of skill talent for Seattle. I still don't quite know how, you know, everyone's saying that they're going to go on a run and, and win this. So they have t- at Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Arizona. I assume it'll be Geno at Tennessee. Uh, I think they, they look good now. They look like they're going to make the playoffs, but they still make you nervous. They had lost four in a row coming into this game. Uh, I, I, Pete Carroll mismanaged those timeouts. I mean, it's, I think it saved not just the season. I mean, this could have been the end. If they had lost out... You know, if they'd lost last night, what happens? Is Pete Carroll on his way out? Dot, dot, dot. Like, fill in the yeah. blank. I mean, we might be seeing major changes with the longest tenured coaches from yeah. their teams. Bill Belichick could be moving on. Mike Tomlin, who we'll talk about later, maybe they're heading for a split. And Pete Carroll, if they had lost this game, who knows? Everything's up in the air, right? So maybe this has saved yeah. Pete Carroll for another year. Um, 
I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know the Titans in, in Pittsburgh would love to play spoiler on yeah. this. I actually was a super amazed. Uh, the Eagles have faced DK Metcalf twice, and he's averaged 175 yards <laughs> he per game. He's so good. I mean, the, the Eagles can't cover anybody. Maggie, you could beat you could beat <laughs> any of their cornerbacks. Nope, I'm the, not DK Metcalf. The fact that they contained DK, they were double teaming him left and right. That that was a good time. Except for the final drive. Well, the final drive, they went to man-to-man everywhere. Actually, DK had nobody. It was zero. For some reason, DK was uncovered in the final drive. But they, they did have a good job on him last night because he's a guy who just torches the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I am a little bit. I'm okay with the defense on the Seahawks. Okay, but, but maybe you're worried about Jalen Hurts, and this does not look like a Super Bowl team. To oh, you. It does, does, does it look like a Super Bowl team to anybody? Is anybody taking so, this team seriously right now? Here's the thing. I, I don't think so. I'm going to be fully honest here. I'm your friend. I wouldn't lie to you. I don't think they look like a Super Bowl team. However, you have three weeks against bad opponents yeah. to, in theory, like get right, and you still have the tush push. Now Kelsey got called. Sort of. <laughs> Kelsey got called for a penalty on it. Turns out he's been cheating the entire season, moving the ball up a half a yard or more, which they caught him on the broadcast last night. So dirty cheater, Jason Kelsey. But no, I, they have the tush push. They have three weeks to try to get right here. Yep. But no, today they do not look like a Super Bowl team. Well, it kind of stinks that the Cowboys and the Eagles have the same Super Bowl strategy. Just wait around and. Pray that somebody gets hurt on the Niners. <laughs> That's I mean, not going to work, man. <laughs> uh, because it looks like the road is going through Santa Clara. Yeah. So this is this is a tough spot. I'm not sure what the Eagles do to elevate themselves to a Super Bowl level. But there's not there's nothing. The offense is way down from last year, and the defense obviously is terrible. Except for last night, they looked okay. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I did, the loss was painful last night. It stunk because they had the game won. Yep. They really should. And Jalen Hurts actually could have been the hero last night. Turned out to be the, the GOAT. So it, it was very frustrating. But the truth is, win or lose last night, this is just not last year's team. No. I, I, You know, they, they lost some talented players in free agency. They also lost a little spark now that Jalen Hurts is just Gimpy. Yeah. I mean, he, and last night he was sick. What is this sickness? Who gets sick in week 14? <laughs> Come on. Don't have, you're lucky they contained December. it. Yeah. This I mean, year. I don't know. Does Jalen Hurts have kids at home? Like, what's his excuse? It's you're... the holiday season, man. Everyone gets sick this time of year. So <laughs> well, maybe in such a bad mood. Maybe he'll get it, get it out of his system. I mean, it was painful to watch him last night. He looked, he looked green on the sideline. I don't know what's going on with him. But even in the post game, like that's not Jalen Hurts. He was a shell of himself. He looked grumpy. He looked I'll tell mean. You what, everything is breaking right here for San Francisco. You know, everything. I disagree right now. with that characterization though, because nothing's breaking right. They're just the best team. Or they're just the best. But like the Eagles don't look like they did last year. The Cowboys, you got their number. We'll see if maybe they could change yeah. their fortunes. Yep. But right now you should feel pretty confident considering mm. you, you know, shellacked them earlier this season and you're gonna be likely, you know, hundred percent playing at home throughout the playoffs. Like, I don't know. I, I think that San Francisco's gotta be feeling as good as they have had in Maybe the Super Bowl year, but even then, I, with, the, yeah. with Jimmy Garoppolo, I think you feel way better now. Yeah, you got mean, the MVP likely in, in Brock Purdy. Well, it's been rare that they've been able to keep guys like Debo and McCaffrey have not been healthy. I mean, that being said, Purdy took some big hits. Like he's not afraid of hits. I mean, there's five weeks. How many weeks till the Super Bowl? There's six or seven games left. So things change in the NFL. There's a lot of football left. But right now, no, I, I agree. The Eagles definitely don't look like a Super Bowl team. I don't think the Cowboys do either. We saw them in Buffalo. Yep. So it feels like the NFC's opened up for, for San Francisco. 
But I, I and the AFC too. I don't think there's anyone in the AFC who's beaten them in the Super Bowl. I don't either. It looks like this is San Francisco's world, and we're all just living in it. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Okay, want to hear from you? I know we're on in Seattle. We're definitely on in San Francisco. So I'm sure that you know, a little fist pump for all the San Francisco fans last night watching the Eagles look vulnerable, but. Philadelphia looking like a playoff team. Seattle back in the playoff hunt. Got a lot to chew on here. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones. We'll get to that. We have so much fallout still from this week in the NFL. We get to all of it. And major college football transfer portal news yesterday. Just brain busting. We've got all that for you next. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. So, let me paint a picture for you. Last night, staying up for the end of the game, tired, miserable, depressed. So much jury duty for you. So much jury duty. Eagles lose. It was a dark, rainy day. Everyone's guilty tomorrow. Yes. Guilty, guilty, guilty. That being said, I was Go thinking about... Go to jail about, forever because my Eagles lost. I was thinking about how I can annoy my coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to try that hard. If I rationalize... You guys hate nothing more than me rationalizing uh, losses. And yeah. I mean... <laughs> nothing matters. Me making excuses. Yeah. They, are, they are still quite exhausted from this crazy run they've been through. It was <gasps> a night game in Seattle. Night they had game. to travel across the country and Jalen Hurts... Looked like he was going to throw up in the field of play. So, that being said, I'm not panicking on this Eagles. My only problem is I just do not think they're a good enough team to compete with the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC. Well, that's a problem. (laughs) It's not good for the defending NFC champion. And this is three losses in a row. This one actually doesn't mean anything in the standings. It hurt. I'm not going to lie, it hurt. But I can rationalize any loss. Even if they lose in the playoffs, I'll be like, well, you know, <laughs> Jalen Hurts had a, had a hangnail. <laughs> yeah, Perloff did this in the Super Bowl. He's like, well, we already got one. I'm like, oh, man. And also, no too, way. I, I had, I'm an expert about complaining about the officials against the Eagles. I was going off on, on Twitter last night on the officials. I admit they did get a lot of calls against your Buffalo Bills a month ago. So it probably evens out. Thank you for acknowledging what we all saw. Let's go to the phones, 855-212-4CBS. Gary is in maybe the most delightful-sounding place we've ever heard, Maple Ridge, British Columbia. That sounds amazing. Hi, Gary. How are you? 
Uh, well, good morning, uh, first-time listener and first-time caller. Thanks for checking in. Um, at least to your program. I'm not usually up at 3.30 in the uh, Pacific uh, Standard Time, but uh, I have a medical issue, and when I wake up, I wake up, and I'm having myself a little snack and listening to you guys. Okay, and, we're uh, glad to keep you company this morning. Well, what did you think What's about that? the game last night? I saw a play that really bugged me. Okay. I, um, yeah, I believe it was in the first quarter. The Phil, the, the Eagles. And by the way, I like. I'm a Cowboy and Frisco fan, so your partner there, uh, uh, he can go away somewhere. Let's <laughs> 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 take five, Perloff. I got this one. <laughs> but in that, d- during the first per- first quarter, uh, the center had the ball, and yeah. he moved about a, moved the ball about a foot. Yeah, he was not. He was not. He was not in the neutral zone. He was not offside. He just moved the ball, and they called it illegal procedure. Well, I went to bed because I, I, I just thought, oh, you got to be kidding. <laughs> so I went to bed. Woke up a few, about ten minutes ago, and I googled it. And yes, you can move the football. And I'm wondering why the official. Call that that penalty. And it was the penalty to start with. Well, Gary, thank you, and 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 we love keeping you company. You know, as as you're having a snack and and up tonight. Here's what I think happened, and you can tell me your thoughts on this. Yeah. The tush push may be the most scrutinized play that we have in the NFL right now. Yeah, this season it's been the the story. Right. So Jason Kelsey like coughing on the football. They are just looking for reasons, I think, to yeah. call penalties on this play to try to even out this crazy success rate that it's been having or something. Well, yeah, but then ESPN's John Perry, I believe it's John Perry, yeah. their officiating expert, came on and said that this has been happening throughout the NFL, that officials have been warning centers not to move the ball up. Yeah, that which was is, generous that Gary said only a foot. I think he yeah. moved it about a yard and... It reminded so. me of when I'm playing card games with my kids and cheating and just like blatantly, <laughs> obviously cheating. It was and the fact that Jason Kelsey's been cheating all if it was any other player, I would have a problem with this, but I just love it. Yeah, oh, well, he's the so, rest of us are kind of such it. a he's it's called gamesmanship, Maggie. Wait, hold on. You openly cheat to beat your kids? Ah, uh, it depends. If I'm in the mood, like just because they're so gullible. But when they were little kids, you could do whatever you want. But I I Father uh, of the Year over there. Wait, hold on. I thought most parents let their kids win. Yeah. Not cheat to beat. Well, it depends. Them. It depends which kid. The older kid, <laughs> I like to beat. The younger kid will cry. She'll go into a deep, dark depression yeah. if she loses a game of Connect Four. So I almost have to <laughs> use like skills to to let her win. When she was three, one loss in Connect Four was like, oh my gosh, Emma's gone for the day. But now, now that she's more skilled, yeah, I'll cheat against her. Why not? <laughs> how, do you, how do you cheat in Connect Four? Anyway, <laughs> I'm adding cards. You're yeah. right. It's hard. It's hard. What do you like? Hide an court. ace up your sleeve? I mean, yeah, you put put a, put a gray, a black square, and a black circle <laughs> you, in the corner. To yeah, right. yeah, no, exactly. you sneak in two reds in a row or something. <laughs> or no, no. I'll tell you how you cheated. Connect four. You accidentally hit the little thing on the bottom that all the chips oh, fall. Resets? Oh, I'm so sorry. I accidentally hit the reset. <laughs> That's like rage quitting on video games when people just throw the controller because they know they're going to lose. <laughs> just well, resets the, the game. The trick that I did that always worked was we would just be about to start the connect four. I'm like, honey, you can go first, but then I'd secretly move the thing, and the thing <laughs> would just drop all the way through to the ground. And she'd be like, Dad. That's like a dad joke in uh, physical form. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. I always think about that. I have a, a, a nephew who is so sweet and so cute. He's six, and he cries when he loses, you know? And I'm like, hey, it's going to be okay, but I think this is maybe, like, maybe he'll be a professional athlete or something. You always hear about people who are so competitive 
it shows itself at a really young age. Yeah, except my daughter goes the other way. She's like, I'm never playing sports because I can't handle losing. Oh. And I this is I probably shouldn't share this, but she also won't get a pet because she can't stand the thought of the pet dying, which I understand. Oh, no. Like she takes things really hard. Oh no. Wait. You've got a tortoise. Oh, you've, tortoise. you've got the one die. animal that's going to outlive everyone yeah. sitting here. My tortoise, tortoise drops him off a skyscraper. Yeah, I know. And that's I only if the hour. apocalypse comes. Don't worry. The tortoise is going to live 150 years. So yeah. people have to will their tortoises. So I, that Hermes, a smart one to get Hermes for the this. tortoise is going to be alive. He's going to see all of us die. No, but that's actually a smart pet for your daughter for this particular fear. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> that's a sad reason. By the way, <laughs> can we... Get rid of, for the record, that I w- had a plan to kill my tortoise. That sounds so wrong. You, <laughs> you had already to be dived there. out your sister you... breaks the necks of her own chickens. Yes. Well, that's that's just called farming. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I where, do you think, where do you think the chicken sandwich comes from, Maggie? I don't want to think about it. Uh, Andrew Bogus is here. He's got some headlines. Uh, do you also cheat to beat your children at cards? Oh, Bogus definitely cheats. Well, the problem now is I'm legitimately losing to them in certain things because <laughs> oh, they're, no. they're Almost 13 and 10, so I do need to start th- start cheating more, I think. This is like, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Yeah. It's not, or are you more athletic than your dad? And the answer is quickly becoming yes. <laughs> oh, oh wow. no. Yeah. When I was able to start beating my dad in video games and basketball, I felt like I was on top of the world. I mean, the fact that your dad was actually playing video games with you. My dad was a massive gamer. Still a massive gamer. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. I loves thought he was two, doing you a solid. Loves 2K. Oh, yeah. My son uh, gives me the business in Madden. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I, I feel like yeah. losing to your kids in video games is now the new rite of passage. Forget about playing one basketball, one. playing yeah. basketball in the in the driveway. No, it's when you get beat forty nine nothing on Madden by your kid, you realize. Is that a I've sad done, commentary done, done on good, our society? It's yeah. no longer the driveway, the hoop in the driveway. Now it's uh, playing Madden or no? I mean, I'm still getting worked in. Uh, over the door basketball in his bedroom too, uh-huh. so we do both. <laughs> Getting dunked on, yeah. like Frederick Vice of exactly. the house. <laughs> my kids live. My my one daughter is obsessed with Fortnite. She said she loves watching me play because I die in about thirty seconds, and she just laughs at how bad I am. Yeah. I mean, they love to to watch me struggle in video games. So uh, just like EJ, I'm sure you. You were exactly like that. See, my brother just gets annoyed. If we playing Call of Duty, I'm getting killed in two seconds. He's just like, just put the control down. Go, go. <laughs> He's like, I actually got someone in South Korea who's all set up to take your place right now. I'm playing video games with people halfway yeah. around the country. Like they're cyberbullying you Our right world. now on the chat, so just go ahead and just, <laughs> just quit now. <laughs> they're cyberbullying you. Where are we? Uh, headlines, let's do it. Yep, they're sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at one 800 Progressive and Progressive.com. Thank goodness the Eagles have already clinched their playoff spot because the free fall continued last night in Seattle. Three receivers left, one right, lock, backpedals, pumps, looks, going deep, and it is caught! Touchdown! Smith the Jigba! Merrill Reese on Eagles Radio, Jackson Smith and Jigba, the go-ahead TD catch. 28 seconds left on Monday Night Football while Drew Locke was engineering that 10-play, 92-yard game-winning drive. Jalen Hurts was throwing two fourth-quarter picks. I was trying to be aggressive in that moment. Um, you know, we had multiple opportunities in the game to to, to open it up, and, and, we, and we didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't do my job. The 
17. Get that man a nap. <laughs> I mean, what is going on there? He sounds like when I used to try to convince my parents I was sick and couldn't go to school. Even though I probably could have went. Like He sounds like he's acting, but he's not. Yeah, it's like in the movie Zoolander where he's like, I think I got the black lung pop. Dad, I can't go to school. I need I need another day. Just not feeling right. EJ were talking, and I were talking before the show. Jalen Hurts is the most humorless quarterback in the NFL by far. They could be up by thirty, and he looks like he's like miserable on the sideline. He looked extra miserable last yeah. night. Like, is he fun? Does anybody find Jalen Hurts like a fun I don't know. guy? Do you think it's cool that you can he can squat six hundred pounds? If that's I mean, your that's... idea of a good time, I'm sure he's you know. Yeah, it's pretty much all he's got. Rock star. Should have, been, should have been an indication that he's probably not that fun, that he's worked himself <laughs> to be able to squat 600 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had a great conversation with someone who can squat 600 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> they were also, was it me or was he running more than usual last night? That's yeah. the last thing I'd want to do when I was sick. Yeah, but I, I was complaining in the first segment. He's so slow when he runs. Until he needs to, then he beats the guy, but he'll just give up on a run with eight yards in front of him because he just gets tired. Well, yeah. this also could have been a little Seahawks D was like, let's run him, nah, tire nah, him nah, out nah. a little bit. The guy's got the flu. Let's give him, because he was taking the bait. He was taking the cheese. I, I'm not sure. You, do you think they wanted him to run it into the end zone <laughs> multiple times? Well, not times? the end zone, but... <laughs> I, I no, I, I don't. I don't. Could have been strategy. That. No, get out of here. Well, it seemed. I mean, I, maybe I was just begging for AJ Brown fantasy points, but they like wouldn't throw the ball. I'm like, he's sick. Why are you letting him run into defender? Like, there were designed runs early yeah. in the game. Because it worked. I mean, it did work. It's it the did. only way they moved the ball. Much like Josh Allen and the Bills, like their most reliable play is a quarterback run. It was a 2017 final last night. Philly's third loss in a row. It keeps them out of first place in the NFC East, losing a tiebreaker with Dallas. So they sit in the five seed right now in the NFC. The Seahawks, meanwhile, join the Vikings, Rams, and Saints all at 7-7. Seven and seven. Minnesota and L.A. have the last two wild card spots at the moment. Texans QB C.J. Stroud still in concussion protocols. Mason Rudolph is prepping to start for the Steelers against the Bengals this weekend. And the Jets say Zach Wilson will play Sunday against Washington if he's healthy. If not, it'll be Trevor Simeon. Meanwhile, tomorrow's the deadline to put Aaron Rodgers back on the active roster. Um, Like it or not, we are all living in the Clippers world. Here comes Harden into the front court. Dancing, double team coming. He dribbles away. Near wing, another three. Yes, and the foul. James Harden is on fire. <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, sounds so good. The Clippers radio of the call. Harden scoring 21 of his season high 35 points to yeah. close out a 151-127 win. In Indiana, yeah, of course. Another <laughs> clutch three, by the way. That was such an important three. They're up 27, and he's firing away trying to pad his I, stats. What a loser. I, I, listen, you can't call him a loser because he made the shot. But the thing is, it's I, I think those play-by-play guy is awesome. He's got a great voice, all that. It's just hilarious to still get this worked up over a James Harden three. In December. When we've all seen what we've seen with James Harden. Yeah, for- they just got him. They just got them. Let let them fall out. Let them flame out in May. But you really, they won't be they're up by twenty nine points at that point. Like, and 
that it's just classic James Harden to score. It's an A Rod home run. It's just a meaningless <laughs> garbage three. I do think it's loser funny. energy. I think it's funny that Perloff's like, oh, what a loser, even though they won eight straight games. <laughs> yeah. Eight in a row. I tell you, yes. And the more the Bulls he wins, the, the Sixers last night. The more James Harden wins, the bigger a loser he is. He's just setting <laughs> off his fan base for heartbreak. How does that work like that? Uh, Suns, You'll see. Suns guard Bradley Beal is out at least two weeks with a sprained right ankle. He got hurt Friday night in just his sixth game of the season thanks to those back troubles. Purdue returns to number one in the AP men's college basketball poll after beating number four or number one Arizona over the weekend. Those Wildcats now at number four with Kansas and Houston in between. And on ice, Sidney Crosby, the tie-breaking goal early third period as Penguins for the Wild three Pittsburgh has won three of four. Guys, back to you. Bogish, thank you. Ben Franklin's in our chat, which is uh, amazing. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. If you want to watch the show, it says the Eagles are falling faster than Hermes from the 10th floor. Oh, oh my God. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Wow. <laughs> that was crazy. That's actually, Jesus. <laughs> I think you actually, don't you live on the 8th floor? I live on the 8th floor, but there is a roof on the 10th floor. Uh, Hermes, I think, could survive that. That shell is no joke. Yeah. Like, there's a reason so. tortoises have been around for millions of years. <laughs> right. Your bigger concern is his very delicate diet. If you were to put yeah. him back out in the wild, yeah, he'd all have, of his he'd, dandelion weeds. Right. He'd be dead. He's a desert animal. He'd be dead in about a week. <laughs> if we drop Jalen Hurts into a forest, could he survive? What would he eat? Or okay. would he squat? This is <laughs> most, a redwood tree. Most random thing. So he loves dandelion leaves, but Hermes, not Hermes. Jalen. Yeah. Hermes. <laughs> well, we don't know, but I definitely mean, Hermes. Maybe he's Jalen. Seen, seen Jalen hurts his body, and he probably only eats yeah. dandelion leaves, and he sleeps on a bed of dandelion leaves. <laughs> it's <laughs> like a, you know, the tea that you would be drinking, <laughs> dandelion root. Yeah. yeah. Like that. So I'm walking around in Brooklyn, and there's dandelions everywhere. I'm like, oh, should I just pick one of these up and give them to the tortoise? I don't know. Fifty-five dogs have probably urinated on it. Mm. Well, that's all the pesticides. There. The pesticides, like that, would kill my. That's the oh, only yeah. thing that would kill anything that is picked from the ground in Brooklyn. I can't. That's it's pesticides, right? I can't I feel give like that. Pesticides to are the least of your problems. <laughs> How many like put out Marlboros are on that thing? <laughs> yeah, people drunk from the night before vomiting. Yeah, just, <laughs> vomiting yeah. In that a lot spot. of bodily yeah. fluid. Yeah, it doesn't quite strike me as an organic dandelion. Although he probably would eat it. I I, I don't know what. I think New York organic. Yeah, I, you know how when you actually go out... That's and anywhere else toxic. You pick flowers for your girlfriend, how much more romantic it is. Yeah, so not I think in that Brooklyn. Hand-picked dandelions for the tortoise out of Brooklyn? No, that's, <laughs> all right, that's gross, okay. I can't imagine a man coming up to me with a hand-picked bouquet of flowers from Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, come on. That I mean, wait, do you that, hate me? That would not have worked when you were younger? Uh, no, although my husband <laughs> did once take me, we, and we were living in Brooklyn... Long time ago, he took me on a romantic date, which was a canoe trip right through the Gowanus Canal. Oh, which, if yeah. you've never heard of the Gowanus Canal, is a super fun site that is definitely toxic. And as we were dipping the oars in the water, it's like per like rainbow, like uh, the slick yeah, on top uh-huh. of the water, like oil. The like, wow, Gowanus Canal is literally one of the most polluted waterways in America. Yes, and that's where he took me on a date to go canoeing. Let's be fair. <laughs> How romantic. In, in the world. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to be conservative on yeah. that, but yeah. Maybe the solar system, what he could have said. <laughs> Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, the Marvel-verse? The, mo- the multiverse. <laughs> the multiverse Multiple of Maggie mer- Pearl. <laughs> Love you, honey. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Coming up, 
who should be the front runner for coach of the year in the NFL? We'll give you a hint. Not Nick Sirianni. 855-212-4227. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Kind of joked going into the break that, you know, the NFL coach of the year is a really interesting race this year. And I joke that Nick Sirianni is not going to win it. I mean, I don't mean to pour salt on the wound here. It's not that Sirianni is doing a bad job, but I don't think he or Pete Carroll would be my pick for coach of the year. In fact, I think if Pete Carroll had lost his fifth game last night, he probably would have been on the hot seat or maybe ushering in a new era of Seahawks football. But instead, They pull out the victory last night on Monday Night Football, and it looks like the Seahawks are going to be back in the hunt here. Uh, As for the likely coach of the year, who stands out to you? Because, again, this is, like, pretty wide open, I find. So I I hate coach of the year. Why? Because it's it's a loser award. Like, pretty much every time they give it to somebody, that means they had a great, unexpected regular season, they get demolished in the playoffs. That's just the way the award works. It's the same in the NBA. It's generally— The NBA gets you fired. They do not like to give it to the best coach. That because otherwise, Belichick would have 15 of them. I think he has two or three. But I, to me, the, the most dominant coaching staff right now is San Francisco, and I would give it to Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. I mean, he's playing checkers compared to everyone else's chess. He is the best coach, and therefore, that's why I'm giving to him. There's a lot of better narratives, guys who we did not expect to win. But is there anyone out coaching the, the San Francisco? I don't think so. He's a great He's a great candidate because usually the coach of the year has to win a lot of games. Like, if you go yeah. back through, they don't give it to guys who are, like, around 500. Well, Dayball won it last year, but. Oh, right. But that was also, like, that was a really out of the blue one. And also, that was probably a bad choice, <laughs> to be Yeah, honest. but they're all bad choices. Pretty much every, almost, if you look at the record, they almost always lose in the second round. So, yeah. here's the thing about Shanahan. It's a great, it's a great pick, right? But he also probably has the deepest team. Now, he's doing it with Purdy. Yeah, Which but it, he deserves the credit for uh, drafting Purdy. I think that they said that was him who wanted Purdy with Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, as much as you can get credit for that. And, you know, developing Purdy and creating, you know, this awesome system that makes it so easy for these guys, or look easy, pardon me, for these guys to shine. Well, listen, you're not going to like this, but are those players really that good or are they that good because they're in Kyle Shanahan's system? I mean, McCaffrey had McCaffrey success. McCaffrey was that good. He was that good, but still, McCaffrey. McCaffrey's running through pretty wide holes here. I mean, he's not exactly. McCaffrey's always he's been not good. Adrian he's Peterson, just, where he's breaking four tackles. But he was always on a terror. He was on a bad yeah. team in Carolina. I mean, I just I think Shanahan's system maximizes George Kittle. I think it maximizes Debo. I think it maximizes Ayuk. I I don't think it's the talent. I think it's the system. I'm I'm sorry because he's done it with multiple players. Obviously, Brock Purdy was a seventh round pick. Sure. Think Brock Purdy is in Arizona? He's doing this? No way. No, I don't. Which was part of my so, reason why he's not the MVP. But and not, that's, and the <laughs> part other, of my case. Other, other thing too is they've survived. They keep losing their defensive coordinators, and they've kind of got their footing back under Steve Wilkes. So I give the coaches, I give Shanahan credit for that to keep on. You know, he doesn't do much with the defense, I imagine. Right. But that's a really well coached unit as well. So I think it's the the management overall for Shanahan wins it. Yeah, losing Robert Sala, your defense is still good. Losing D'Amico Ryan's, your defense is still good. They faltered a little bit with Steve Wilkes, but hey, you put him up in the booth, and all of a sudden the guy's amazing. Yeah, you I go know. from the sideline to the booth, or was it the booth from down? The, the other down. one. You go from yeah. the booth to the sideline. All of a sudden, now you know you're uh, you're Bill Parsons. Yeah, it's it's hard to keep track of who's healthy on that defense. Like Nick Bosa comes in and out a little bit, but I mean, obviously, we the everyone's talking about Brock Purdy. They still have Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, and Dre Greenlaw. They're awesome too. 
So, but I, I do think that Shanahan is overlooked because you look at the talent, and I think he really is doing a great job this year. For me, my pick would be D'Amico Ryans. Now, I don't think he's going to win the award because, again, they have not won enough games, but they sit at 8-6. and six. They just won last week with not even the backup, but to go to Case Keenum over Davis Mills, I think that's a coaching decision. I think that's the right one, uh, clearly, because you know, maybe I'm playing the result there. But going with the veteran in Case was a smart move, clearly, and... You know, C.J. Stroud was always going to be the most pro-ready. That's what they said. But look at what he's done. I mean, who expected oh, this kind of season? And don't forget, like, we talk about these receivers. Like, these, this was not, you know, Tank Dell. Like, these guys weren't necessarily household names. They were thought of as good draft picks at the time. But they weren't household names. Nico Collins, Noah Brown. It's unbelievable what he's gotten out of them. Incredible. And think about this also. Like the Houston Texans work a little bit. I don't want to say the laughing stock of the draft, but a little bit. Big time. Because the trade up for Will Anderson and how they gave Arizona, you know, mm-hmm. their own pick mm-hmm. and not the Browns pick. It was like, oh, how could you do that? You made this huge mistake and you're going to be so bad. That's going to be a premium pick for the Arizona Cardinals. Well, it turns out that's not the case. You got the Texans right now who are, if the playoffs start today, they'd be on the outside looking in. But right behind the Indianapolis Colts for the eighth spot overall in the AFC. I mean, I think they are going to make the playoffs. They're a really good team. I think they have they have a tough game against Cleveland coming up. So, uh, because I'm thinking my buddy Case Keenum on the Manning cast last night. If he plays, I mean, gosh, I almost want him not to play against Miles Garrett. His but former Case wants to play. He definitely wants to play. But I honestly, and CJ Stroud too, coming off a concussion. Cleveland's defense yep. can make any quarterback look bad. So I, I think this is a, a very tough assignment. I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not as confident as you are they make the playoffs, but he's, he has been a great story. I agree with you that. You know, Cleveland's defense is like what the San Francisco defense used to do. It, like you would have a hangover in the next week because you're getting hit so hard. Great Cleveland point. is like that. Mark is in San Francisco, agrees with Perloff. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing awesome. What's up? Um, I'm just loving, uh, what you guys are talking about this morning, talking about our 49ers. And uh, Shanahan's definitely co- uh, got to be uh, number one runner for uh, coach of the year. Um, Listen, doing, he's doing, got a great uh, case, man. He does. Wow. I mean, who does better play play calling than he does? And uh, now that he's got the uh, perfect Purdy uh um, quarterback for a system. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how can it go wrong? Yeah, Mark, off to the races. Thank you. I said before, feels like we're all like it's the 49ers world. We're all living in it. Now, I will mention something. We'll get EJ and Ryan's picks too for Coach of the Year in a moment. But um, if they lose McCaffrey, I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. I disagree with that. I, I mean, throw in Elijah Mitchell and have, uh, when it's third down and you need a run, just go to Debo. What's the big deal here? What's the problem? I think that he's a bigger cog in this. Like, it's they're not all the same. There's a lot of great weapons, and that's a credit to the 49ers, to the coaching staff, to the front office, everything. But to me, they're not all created equal. You know, I think that McCaffrey does so much and is so important to what they're doing. Clearly, if you lose Purdy, you know, you're going to have a, a major issues there. We saw that last year in the NFC Championship game. But I think if you lose McCaffrey, and I'm not going on wood here because I don't, I love watching him play. I think that 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 would have the biggest impact of any oh, skill position player. 
More than Purdy? Or you say Purdy's different? Well, Purdy obvi- is uh, kind of yeah. obvious, and I'm not a big Sam Darnold believer, so that's where you and I differ. I don't think Sam Darnold can step in and lead this team to the Super Okay, I'll challenge you immediately, though. Uh, you can have one player that stays healthy. Trent Williams, a left tackle, or Christian McCaffrey? Oh, I know I do love a left tackle. <laughs> you love that Trent Williams is arguably the best left tackle in football, the most talented. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, this is a system that gave Raheem Mostert 220 yards in an NFC title game. They're, they can create running lanes. So I, I would I would disagree. I think they could survive without McCaffrey. I don't think so. Especially EJ, if it's in San Francisco. Oh, boy. EJ, what do you think? Can they survive if they lose McCaffrey? Absolutely not. And I think that when we talk about one, McCaffrey is a different breed because McCaffrey, the way he's able to catch the ball out of the backfield, run routes, yep. be a running back. I think there's a reason why they traded those assets to get Christian McCaffrey. They didn't realize so how valuable he was. When we talk about coach of the year, the guy I would pick, quite frankly, he beat Kyle Shanahan. He beat Kyle Shanahan with a guy that's currently on the street in PJ Walker. Mm. Kevin Stefanski to me should be coach of the year. Guy's doing a hell of a job. I mean, the weird thing about Stefanski is like it fell as a little a little slash a lot unsavory about how the defense of Deshaun yep. Watson, and I don't know if anyone's running to give the Browns any awards for that, but take that out of it. Just coaching on the field, what he's done with, now he's on Joe Flacco. That Flacco, this is what, his fourth quarterback they're trying yeah. now? So fourth quarterback they're trying right now. They lost Nick Chubb to that gruesome knee injury. We were Beginning ready, of the season. We were ready to write off the Cleveland Browns pretty much for this season. I mean, when he had Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson wasn't playing well. Yeah. So he's pretty much had bad quarterback play throughout the entire season. But to me, sometimes it's getting to the X and O's and who's calling the best plays. What about rallying a group? What about being a leader of men? Again, I don't love the stuff with Deshaun Watson in defense of that. But it's clear the Cleveland Browns play for Kevin Stefanski. And they play for Jim Schwartz, too, who's doing a phenomenal job as defensive coordinator. And that also falls on the Stefanski. He's the guy that's giving them the keys to the defense. I don't know how you don't watch the Browns play this inspired ball and say that he can't be coach of the year. Ryan, who's your pick? Wait, by the way, I'll tell you exactly why he can't be coach of the year. Why? Because he won it three years ago. and they, Kevin Stefanski, two-time coach of the year, you can't give it to him until he wins something in the playoffs. That would be mm. ridiculous. It's a regular season award. I know it's a regular season award, but don't you think the NFL would look silly? Like, oh, the, the best coach has gone one and three in the playoffs. Unless Cleveland wins a game in the playoffs. I mean, that would be an odd look. Well, but, here's okay, the thing Kyle about Shanahan the is 0-3 without Trent Williams and Debo Samuel this year. So we're going to give right, him coach of the year because it's great schemes that you couldn't do without two yeah, players. Yeah, the guy, at least, I know he blew the Super Bowl, but he has probably nine postseason wins. It's like giving the MVP to a guy who's going out in the, the wild card round. You can't do that. Well, you, it's funny because— you got you to you have success. Like two-time Kevin Stefanski, two-time coach of the year, could be on the hot seat in two years? Doesn't make any sense. Ironically, didn't he win coach of the year the year when the Browns broke their playoff drought, but yeah. he had COVID and he was, like, in the basement? For that game, I mean, listen against the Pittsburgh Steelers, he wasn't on the sideline. It was the 2020 year; everything right. was totally wonky. Yeah, I, I just don't think they give it to him twice. I mean, you know, you know, EJ, the way they pick these awards, you don't think the voters are going to be like, "Well, we voted for Stefanski before." I mean, it wasn't like it was last year; it was several years ago. Yeah. I mean, the COVID it, year—that's a—that's like a different world. You're telling me like that. It. Kevin Stefanski and Bill Belichick have the same number of Coach of the Year awards. That does not ring true. I, I think they, I can't. I can't be responsible for what voters did to Bill Belichick 15 years ago. I'm only talking about this season. I mean, look at this. This group: the Brian Dable last year, Mike Vrabel the year before, Stefanski, Harbaugh, Matt Nagy the year before that. Come on. Wait, hold on. Belichick three-time Coach of the Year, so they gave an extra one there. And Ryan, your pick was going to be who? Shane Steichen. There you go. Nice and short and sweet.
He's a good one. I like I like Steichen better than Stefanski. Sorry, EJ. Uh, you are welcome to weigh in on if Christian McCaffrey were to go down, knock on wood that he doesn't, can the 49ers still win the Super Bowl? I say no. Perloff says yes. Coming up, what Tom Brady say lately, we'll tell you. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.